Guys, all right, I'm recording this on January 8th of 2024. The four agreements we left off on page 125. I think we're just going to finish up the book. Um, I don't want to do three more pages, three more pages. Um, it's going to take forever because I'm kind of busy and it only goes up to page 138 and we're already on page 126 so 12 pages that would be three days um am i counting that right it's 12 pages that would be 12 divided by three is four four days um maybe i'll do short blurbs i don't know then it would make it so i would have to um, post them three separate times. Let me try it. Let's see. Let's see how I feel. Um, so pages 126, 127, 128. Um, it starts out saying, imagine living without fear of loving and not being loved. And you're floating on the clouds. You're perceiving love wherever you go. It's entirely possible to live this way all the time with this focus on love. And they're saying that, you know, um, uh, the part that stood out to me was in the middle of 127, Jesus told us about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of love, but hardly anyone was ready to hear this. They said, what are you talking about? My heart is empty. I don't feel the love that you are talking about I don't feel the peace that you have you don't have to do this just imagine that his message of love is possible and you will find that it is yours I'm going to talk a little more on that because that kind of uh, sticks out to me from kind of how I was from something I've learned or along the religious route of where I was raised um, it says on 128, the meat tote has gone on a permanent vacation. Um, this is what humans have been seeking for centuries. And it talks about all of these, uh, famous prophets and types, um, depending on your beliefs, what you believe at the bottom of 128, it says Moses called it the promised land. Buddha called it Nirvana, Jesus called it Heaven, and the Toltecs called it a new dream. Unfortunately, your identity is mixed with the dream of the planet. All of your beliefs and agreements are in the fog. So, the part that stuck out to me was talking about, um, you know, the part of, you know, the New Testament and the Christian Bible that talks about Jesus uh, I was raised around the culture surrounding, you know, beliefs about Jesus and the New Testament and Christianity. And, you know, originally, you know, people learn, like, for example, the Lord's Prayer, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it goes on, give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And people take, I guess originally when people would say thy kingdom come, people would think about it like, you know, please let's go to heaven. We want to go to heaven soon. Um, and uh, and when it says for thine is the kingdom, you know, forever. Um, you know, way back in the day, you know, people would usually interpret the things about the kingdom in the New Testament or in that example that Jesus gave to his disciples of how to pray. People would interpret it and say, this means, you know, uh, we want heaven to come soon, whether that's some form of a rapture or the apocalypse that leads to like the destruction of the non whatever people that aren't supposed to go to heaven or whatever version leads for the I guess technically in Christian faith people are usually taught that Christians are the ones going to heaven and the other people aren't that's a very popular teaching I'm not going to say more about that. I I don't really know what I think about that. Because it's... Mm, I can see how people come to that interpretation. But I, I question it. I question it. Because um, to me, you know, the way I read things having to do with Jesus is that he seems much more inclusive than others religious leaders religious teachers of those days and even of today you know a lot of times religion tries to even you know uh put down its own followers you know you see it all the time there's like people in the church that are against you know say the people who had an abortion or the people who have a mohawk or the people who don't come to church every week or the ones who don't tithe or whatever or the pastor doesn't allow people on the stage if they're trans or if they're gay or if they're women or if like whatever there's always somebody trying to like hold somebody back you know you're never good enough you know even if you are good you know you're probably not good enough because you're probably still messing up just like everybody else just you're not getting caught doing it and people get judgmental and people talk behind people's backs and slander other people and make themselves look righteous and you know they're like the bible says you know they're pointing out the at the out the speck in somebody else's eye when they've got a plank of wood in their own eye it's like you see that all the time and when you see jesus i mean he's you know surrounded by the people that aren't wanted like for example if you look at there's there's this book by Rob Bell called Velvet Elvis and it teaches about uh, kind of like the theory behind how a rabbi would choose a uh, a Talmud a student how how a rabbi would choose the disciples or student and that Usually, these were the most learned of young men. Usually, their families probably came from money or from some kind of a lineage where they were respected. Uh, 
when you see in the Bible that Jesus is going and talking to fishermen and, and, you know, tax collectors, Matthew and all these other people, it's like they weren't the scholarly ones that were learning from the rabbis and after bar mitzvah got offered, you know, to become a rabbi and were like on like a rabbi, a rabbinical type track where people were like, you know, were the, were the upper rabbis were like, oh, we want this student because they're very good. Usually if someone was a fisherman or something like that, they've learned the trade of, of their fathers and they're doing that trade because they didn't catch the eye of like some somebody in the religious world that said okay come study at the temple with us study with us um it was kind of like you didn't make the cut usually rabbis would choose from those younger guys who were already kind of like catching the eye they wouldn't have been necessarily in a trade where the rabbi would go seeking disciples from the fishing boats and things like that like usually the rabbi would be seeking disciples from the temple, right? Um, it's almost like in today's world, in a way, you know, like, you know, people want someone with a Harvard degree or whatever, like, you you know, or who came from some kind of background, you know, you're usually not going to go to, you know, Compton Watts or whatever to kind of go find your doctor or find your whatever you're looking for like usually you're gonna try to find like the most upscale city the most upscale reputation for whatever service you're trying to look for not saying that there aren't good services everywhere I mean I've actually found really good affordable services in areas that weren't that good for example getting my engine repaired a lot of car services like getting like a used tire for like 20 bucks you know stuff like that where it's like there are other places it's like the last time I got two new tires and and an alignment and some other work done it was like a thousand dollars and it's like I remember once blowing a tire in Chula Vista or National City or somewhere over there and just pulling off the side of the road and some guys like just drive down over there and I was like I literally only have 20 bucks in my pocket and I gave them a 20 dollar bill and they put on a a wheel that fit enough for me to drive around and I was like shoot that'll do um but yeah like if I would have gone to like another place they would have done some a whole bunch of other work yeah it would have been a lot better quality and everything but I just needed something to get me by you know off that paycheck you know and it just happened that I was in a city where there weren't like ultra expensive services and people were able to just get you what you needed right away um and it lasted it was fine um but maybe I'm getting off track with that but I guess what I'm trying to say is you know Jesus looking for what he was looking for you know he knew he could find it he knew he could find what he was looking for not necessarily with the people who already had the best of reputations and he goes into the, this talking about the kingdom all the time, where that is common in a lot of religious beliefs that people are like, let's do good, let's let's try to like wait, wait it out on earth so that we can do good in the future. 
in heaven and then heaven is like the end goal and you know later on in time in churches i started hearing pastors talk about this concept of the kingdom as earth not saying that they're that they don't believe in heaven or whatever but saying that you know don't even worry about that focus on what you do here on earth focus on the path you create on earth focus on what what your deeds look like what your actions look like what your social you know reputation looks like what your you know how you share your love languages and you know authenticity and build a kingdom on earth not saying that you're a god to make heaven or whatever but making this earth you know livable for the homeless for the poor for the people who are depressed for the people who are anxious do you know how many friends I have that are depressed and anxious? I'm not saying that I'm not, but do you know how many friends I have that are? You know, and it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, some people you can't really plan with because they're always depressed and they can never make plans. Or some people, you know. It's not uncommon for other people's anxiety or depression to kind of get in my way, you know, Um, to be of an annoyance to me, to be of something that I'm like, like, this is kind of like annoying to kind of like deal with this person, you know, negative people, I've got people that I'm not always interacting with, but when I do, some of the people I associate with are just really negative. I always think the worst of others. Never have anything positive to say. You know, I'm not saying that, like, when people are toxic, you have to be around them. I'm just saying, like, this concept of, you know, creating an earth where people aren't just pushed aside because they're obnoxious or pushed aside because they're annoying, you know. You don't have to talk to them and hang out with them every day, you know. Um, like, I have friends who only contact me when they have something wrong. Like, I know for a fact that when they're contacting me, it's because they have something wrong and they want to talk. But when I want to talk, they're never really all that available, you know. Um, or people who, you know are overall just like obnoxious to people I know people like that too I know people who are um just overall um just not always on the same page you know and a lot of times I'll be maybe like easily irritated with people too but you know it doesn't mean like stay in hermit mode sometimes it does sometimes it means you know stay alone you know don't like 
overwhelm myself. I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, overwhelm myself with being annoyed by people, you know? I'll stick to myself, uh, be by myself, be alone if I need to do that, not interact with a bunch of people because I don't feel up to it, you know? You know, but, you know, when you can help, even if it's something as simple as saying hey, texting a friend, saying hey to somebody that you know nobody ever texts because that person's annoying. It's like they're not even toxic. They're just not popular. You know what I mean? Um, Just trying to do your part to make the world better, you know? It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be giving money to everybody and all that, but you know, not really trying to gravitate towards, like, the perfect people all the time, um, you know, because Jesus was never, like, gravitating towards the people with the best of reputations, but honestly, a lot of times, those are going to be the most loyal of friends, the people who understand that they're not fully accepted in life, um, you try and make those perfect friends that have the perfect finances and the perfect education and the perfect reputation on the surface and you know they're not always the best people you know they they can be very selfish you know they leave you high and dry you know they don't really consider going out of their way for you even if you go out of your way for them they're very like entitled sometimes I'm not trying to like say that like rich people are like that I'm just saying you'll kind of notice a difference you know that maybe they kind of don't seem like they care about you a lot of times you know sometimes that's kind of how it feels what I've noticed at least from my friends that have like the best of reputations you know I rarely hear from them unless I contact them first I almost rarely hear from these people. And I'm not saying they're not friends. It's just once they've gotten, like, their status and everything looks good on the surface for them, they've got their status, they've got their spouse, they've got their, you know, house or whatever. They've got it kind of made. Like, in Southern California, if you've got a partner and a place that you can afford to live in and a car and a solid job, you're probably doing better than most people, (laughs) in all honesty. Um most people I know anyways and if you've got all that going for you you're usually in a good space and you know when you've got a good job and good money and all that versus the rest of the people who are like I don't know if I can afford every event or I'll go but I'll get the basic ticket instead of the extra VIP thing you know people are kind of different you know I've noticed people are kind of different So, um, you know, it's just kind of my own experience. I can't talk for everybody. I mean, I've got friends with money and they're perfectly fine people, but most of my friends don't have money. Most of them weren't raised with money. The ones who were seem to kind of know how to like deal. The ones who weren't and kind of came up into it 
seem to kind of forget where they came from. I've kind of noticed that. Um, so I don't really seek out people based on their status, whatever status that may be, economic status, education status, where they live. Do they live in like a fancy, popular neighborhood? Neighborhood, You know, do you live in, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard and like or Sunset Boulevard or like Malibu on the cliffs or whatever? I don't care about all that. Like, can you show up and remember my birthday? You know, can you at least like say hey every so often (laughs) you know do I hear from you at least once or twice a year on your own just saying hey what's up do you ever seem like you want to make plans and hang out those are the people that I consider friends you know it doesn't it's not a lot you know people have bad years bad months but it's like I notice you know sometimes people kind of lose you know that effort um and I kind of get it why Jesus would seek out people who maybe aren't that popular because they don't, they don't tend to like, well, I'm not saying they don't tend to judge. They, they might, they might, but they know that they're not better than everybody else, you know? So they're not making decisions based on, oh, this person, we can't invite them because it's going to make my reputation look bad or they're not popular or they don't dress cool or their car is shitty or, you know... I've almost never heard any of them say stuff like that. It's like, usually see other people I know who are like the Malibu Cliffs people who are like, we can't invite that person, you know? You know, they're not from where we're from. You know, they don't have like a job that they consider interesting. And I've almost stopped telling people what I do. Like if people ask me what I do, I'm like, I don't think that's anything people need to know. Um, people always want to ask you what you do for a living. And, you know, ever since I've gotten out of mental health, I kind of don't like to talk about it because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, you either like me or you don't. And that's, that should be kind of how it is. Like, you don't need to base it on, you know, what you think of me because of my job status or the type of field that I'm in. Um, I mean, it's different if you're, like, maybe, like, some kind of mobster and, like, running around killing people or, like, a scammer or something like that. But, you know, if you just work and have your own solid work, I don't see why anybody needs to be in your business about it. Um... But yeah, that's kind of what comes to my mind when it comes to the kingdom, you know, at the bottom of page 128. um, I feel like that's kind of what it's talking about, something along those lines.